0: Hey guys, this is kind of crazy. Uh, as you said, my name is Jennifer Nepper. Oh, I have cards here for my time. Awesome. I might go a little over, so you're just going to have to deal with it. Um, <laughs> I've been at Epic for about a year and a half now, and as I was working on my testimony, I think the core thing for me that God has done in my life is he's just been a rescuer of my life when I was in the pit. Of my heart was near death. I was near death many times, and uh, he rescued me. Just like that song saying, love came down and rescued me. So I'm going to show you that and talk about how amazing his love is. But first, one of the verses that I'm going to keep coming back to tonight is Proverbs 4.23. Guard your heart with all vigilance above all things else that you guard, for out of it flows the wellsprings of life. And when we're talking about heart there, guys, we're talking about the essence of who you are. It's your sense of self, your passions, your desires, your core being. And what the wisdom of Proverbs is saying is you have to guard that above all else because out of that flows your life. Check. Everyone tracking with me there? Okay. So I grew up in a Christian home. I got saved when I was really young. But I recently realized that I grew up in a very emotionally abusive home. I had a dad who was a workaholic and was emotionally disengaged and uh, manipulated with his affection and I had a mom who suffered from severe anxiety and a lot of anger and always saw me as her competitor in everything that I did, even in our walk with the Lord. And so although they did the best they could, they were both abused themselves as children, and so were just really unable to create a safe place for Katie and I. Holla. In my high school years, the trauma of that home environment started taking its toll, and I became the caretaker and rescuer of everyone in my family. But unfortunately... Um, although my relationship with the Lord was really becoming very real and very awesome, my home life was so bad, and my parents' divorce was so destabilizing that I got a really severe eating disorder as a way to cope. And that was my way to get control and stability in my life. And this eating disorder consumed my life. I mean, I always ate, but I was so obsessed with what I ate to such a degree that I couldn't go anywhere without worrying about it. I couldn't do anything without beating myself up over what I ate. And it was just a constant thing in my life. To the time when I got in college, I was 93 pounds, which is 40 pounds less than I am now, if that gives you a picture. But this total outside emaciation of my body was just a representation of what was going on in my heart. I had lost the essence of myself. My heart was wasted away. And it was so wounded and broken that I turned to perfectionism and control, which was manifested through my eating as a way to gather a sense of life, a way to find something to hold on to. I truly had no life. And it got so bad in my freshman year of college that I was literally on my bed. Um, I was tormented all the time. And I was seeking the Lord. I knew the Lord. I was at a Christian college. And, but I didn't know how to get out of this hell that I was in. And it was so bad. I remember wanting to breathe my last breath. I just didn't care if I lived or died. And all I could say was Jesus, like his name. And literally at that moment, what was amazing was like someone took defibrillators, those that you do on someone's life, and my body like shocked full of life and I literally felt like I took this new breath of life, it was was incredible. I don't really know what happened there, but I know that something shifted. So I ended up taking a year off from college, I transferred to Washington, finished out college there, and felt like I had this new lease on life, cool, I'm going to start my life over. But unfortunately I had so many wounds and lies that I had lived in and I didn't realize were there that I started looking for this safe place. I just wanted to be loved. I just wanted to find a safe place. So as many girls, I just wanted to be married. I was like, oh, I have prayed for my husband. I had waited for my husband since I was 16. I prayed for him all the time. And my heart was just like, I really want to be married. And so I met this great Christian guy uh, through a mutual friend. And he had all the spiritual checklists that we put on our list for our spouses. But unfortunately, he didn't have anything um, that hit my heart. None of our passions aligned. Um, He never pursued me, never romanced me. But uh, he was a great friend of mine, and I felt very safe and very familiar with him because, as I realized soon thereafter, he was very much like my parents. Emotionally disengaged, anxious, and had no sense of self, so found his sense of self in me. And so I so desperately wanted to be married I didn't really know my heart. I didn't really know that as we started walking towards getting married, my heart was crying out, "I don't want to do this. What are you doing? Don't do this." But I didn't. I didn't know what that voice was. So I just went with my logic. I went with what made sense. It was a good checklist. He's a Christian. He had the right same career goals. All these things. Um, but I subconsciously did what I did in high school with my parents. I became a caretaker and rescuer of someone who was very broken. And so we get married. And despite my heart crying out, and I remember in those months after we got married that once again, I had to literally kill my heart because in the church, you can't get divorced. It's like this unpardonable sin sometimes, right? And so I was like, well, I made this decision. I'm going to make this work. I'm going to find a way. But as Proverbs said to us earlier, it's out of your heart, not your mind, not your willpower, not your emotions. That is the wellsprings of life. And so without being connected to my heart and without my heart, receiving any sort of emotional um love really i found a new drug a new substitute it was no longer perfectionism i turned to achievements as long as i keep reaching all my goals i'll survive i can make this work i'll be okay so literally for the next nine years i put myself on a treadmill of achievement i went to grad school i worked at the pentagon i finished grad school i joined the fbi i decided to start training to become an agent i become an fbi agent then I moved here and I started doing triathlons. Then I decided to try out for FBI SWAT team. I started training for that. I make the SWAT team, which only three women in the country are on right now. Um, I started doing CrossFit. I became a CrossFit coach. I was working out twice a day. I was working as an agent. I was doing. I did everything. And the only things I had left to achieve that I hadn't already achieved would be to go for like, the FBI's Navy SEAL team, which no females ever made, or go get a PhD. So those are like my last options of achievement. And I had worked myself for those nine years to the bone. And, but all of this was just hiding the fact that my heart had died and that I was living in a graveyard. And there came times when I was like, well, I guess I'm just not a passionate person. Life is really gray. And that's not me. If you know me, that's not me, right? And I used to brag that I could turn off my heart and make myself do anything. I can make myself do anything, which is nothing to brag about, just so you know. Um, And despite that, despite everything I achieved, despite everything that looked great, I was dead on the inside. And I'd often think about how I could kill myself. I never did it. I never took steps towards that. But I didn't even realize that those even types of thoughts, guys, are glaring indicators that something is wrong. I had no idea. So, but God. Everyone say, but God. Thank you. Louder, come on. But God. Thank you. But God saw. He saw where I was. And he knew the state of my heart. And he let me continue down this path until he knew, he let me just continue achieving until he knew that I was at the end of my rope. And Isaiah 30 talks about that he, the Lord is, waits for that he may be gracious to us because he will never let you walk through something, no matter how badly you need it, until he knows that you're ready for it, until you're strong enough to go through it. And so he waited until he knew I was ready to face these changes. So about two years ago, a little over two years ago, he began showing me that a very dark season was coming. And I kept seeing this picture for months of a forest, a dark forest with a little crossroads, and that's all I could see. And so for months, for all I would pray is, Lord, show me your ways, Lord, teach me your paths. I had no idea what it meant. So one morning I woke up and I heard the Lord say, it's clear as day, lean on me. I'm like, yeah, gotta know that verse. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean on your understanding. I'm like, cool, I got that. Thanks for that little tip today. And as I drove into work that day, I was pulling in, and he said, hang on, like you're about to jump off a cliff or something. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And it was the next week that I literally snapped. I had almost a complete emotional breakdown, and my eyes were opened very starkly to how dysfunctional my marriage was, how dead I was as a person. And all I could do in that time was just fall in the mercy of the Lord and in the complete honesty of my heart and say, God, I, I don't know how to get my way out of here. And so long story short, Jacob and I ended up getting divorced and we're still as good of friends as we were 10 years ago, and, um, which is a separate testimony in and of itself, which is pretty awesome. And during the last two years, the Lord took over the rehabilitation of my heart because clearly I did not know how to do that. So as I fell before him and allowed, me to lead, allowed him to lead me through facing all the fears and lies and wounds and abuse I'd gone through, I can stand here today and truly say the Lord has completely healed my heart. He has walked me through a process of knowing his love. He's restored my passions, restored my essence of who I am, and has given me a tangible, daily, tangible realization that I can feel his love and I'm truly his daughter and I was never a daughter before. I'm a daughter now. And he also has taught me that we can't, the reason we can't rely on our own understanding, like it talks about in Proverbs 3, is because our mind is so jaded with all the lies and the. the um, the hurts and the things we go through, that it jades everything that we do, so we can never rely on our own understanding. We can only, out of our heart, live from that wellspring of life as it's dependent on him and as we guard that sense of self. And so my final takeaway with two minutes left, this is awesome, is, so as an FBI agent, I work on gang and drug investigations every day. So every day I'm dealing with drug dealers or addicts, and I I see the effects of that on everyone's life. And one thing I've learned very well is that we all have our own drug of choice when our heart is broken and wounded and lost. Even if we're lovers and disciples of Christ, we find something to find life in. It's just some of our drugs are more socially acceptable than other people's, and sometimes they're a little easier hidden. So, because without that heart, without that wellspring of life, we have to find life somewhere, period. We will find a way to survive. And my drugs were perfectionism, control, and achievement. And yours may be something else. It may be not. But I'm here to tell you that true life is found only in the healing and wholeness of your heart, which comes from God, who is passionate about loving you, who is passionate about rescuing you. And he will walk you through this healing process, which takes time. And it takes a buttload of courage, guys, to go through that with one minute left. But he is so set on redeeming our lives from the pit and crowning us with love and compassion. So if you let him, I know he can heal your heart and take you through that process as well. So I got